Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlows. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes as usual. We have our Evening with Medium events coming up on July 24th. This was our postponed date from April 24th. So if you did have tickets for the April date, they will be honored at the door on July 24th. If you cannot make the new date or you're just not comfortable do, uh, doing like large events at that point, not a problem. You can email us at info at to request a refund. No questions asked. We just need to know which name the tickets are reserved under and how many tickets that you would like refunded. You do have a deadline for this refund for requesting them, and it is May 31st. Beyond May 31st, we assume that you'll be making the new date um, or selling your tickets in your own your own way. Um, so please honor that. The only case that this would change is if we are told by the government that we cannot hold the new date, and that's fine. We'll keep you in the loop as we know things. As far as we know, though, tickets are on sale for August and December events as well. Um, same rules will apply if we need to postpone those. We'll keep you in the loop, and you can trust that you'll have a full refund if need be. Okay. Kelly and I have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity. Those are very brief 10 to 15-minute shows, and they are based on emotional and spiritual intelligence and growth. And we give you a toolkit. The very first of five in a series that airs the first week of every single month is available at the website by sarlo.com and it's free. The remaining four in every single series is available at patreon.com backslash by Sarlo. Kelly's going to explain more to you about Patreon and how to move through the tiers. The, those four shows are found on that website. Perfect. Okay. So Patreon, like Karen mentioned, is a paid membership. Um, it's a monthly fee. And what you're paying for or investing in is a whole lot of content from us every month. That mm -hmm. includes uh, Karen's monthly blog, mm -hmm. the ability to vote on topics that you want to hear on our podcast shows, including Coffee with the Sarlows and Sips of Sanity. Mm -hmm. um, it also allows you early access to Coffee with the Sarlows in audio format. So these air Saturday morning to the public. But as a patron, you have options to listen to it on Thursdays, which is great. Um, now, you can go up and up in the tiers and have access to the full series of Sips of Sanity, as she mentioned, as well as Karen's infamous habit tracker. Or is it infamous or famous? Both? <laughs> we'll let them decide. Sure. Um, as well as some really great reflective questions for Sips of Sanity so that you can make it really personalized um, and applying yeah. to your own life uh, so that you feel like you're getting the most out of the tools that are involved in that. We also teach journeying exercises. Yeah. We have journeying discussions so that you can deepen your own experience. Um, we also do mini interviews with each other. We answer your questions so you can get to know us a little bit better. Karen, I already mentioned your blog, eh? Mm -hmm. Okay, perfect. Mm -hmm. um, you get beautiful music to accompany those journeys that we just talked about. And in our highest tier, our red eye category, you have the option to have your name submitted every single month to a draw for a free half hour session with one of us, which is fantastic because that's actually worth more than the tier itself. Yeah. Um, so it ends up paying for your, your membership, which is great. We do like to tell you, though, um, those fees are in U.S. dollars. That is something that is still beyond our control. Um, Patreon has not opened up their currencies uh, to anywhere else in the world. Um, but we're crossing our fingers that they will make some changes to that in the near future. And, of course, we'll keep you in the loop. 
Um, and the other thing, too, is uh, one of the lovely things that we're, we're able to announce. Uh, during this time, if you want access or need access to Patreon and you cannot afford it, just let us know. We will waive your fee in the back end. We're happy to do that for you. Um, we understand that people are in very different financial situations at this time. And for Karen and myself, it's more important to us that you feel supported um, and have access to the content than feel stressed financially. And we do want to thank our patrons, of course, um, who have not asked to be excused from the fee, um, who are still financially supporting mm -hmm. us through this time. You are the ones who give us the ability to offer this so generously to people who need it. Um, and it just warms our heart that that's the kind of community that we have um, cultivated. So thank you to everyone. Please, no shame in having to ask for that. Um, yeah. Even if you just want to be introduced to Patreon for a month and see what it's all about, you can move uh, very fluidly in and out of the tiers mm -hmm. to check out if those um, those benefits are working for you. And we always say too, if you have difficulty navigating that site or you have questions about it, just email us or call us. Um, we're fortunate enough to still be a very small business uh, and we answer those directly and can walk you through any steps that you might be having trouble with. Okay. And lastly, in our show notes, Kelly and I are still doing sessions for people all over the world by FaceTime, Skype, WhatsApp, Zoom, and telephone. We have been doing that for many years, far before COVID happened. So those sessions are just as accurate and always have been. Um, you can still see us and feel a connection, or you can choose the telephone if you'd rather not be seen or see us. Um, it's all good for us. So we hope that you will feel comfortable to book your session. Perfect. Okay. Want to jump into today's show? I do. Okay. And no notes. Impressive, Karen. <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> sure. There could be brain farts here. <laughs> all right. Um, this is a client story. It's a gentleman and he's in his, <clears throat> excuse me, mid to late 60s. Um, he called in, and uh, after we went through the consent process, oh, pick a name. A gentleman? Yes, please. Kevin. Oh, okay. So Kevin asked about his family, and he was super, um, just super general in that he goes, um, I just consent to everything, and I just like, you know, just tell me whatever you get about uh, my family. And I thought, wow, that is super general. <laughs> and I said, you have no questions, no, nothing specific. And he goes, no, just like this. And I thought, and he seemed like detached even from asking it. So I just said to the spirit guides, hmm, I, I, I don't know what the feel is. I don't know what's going on. I'm really lost. Like, what do you guys want to say about it? And they said, well, first of all, he's talking about his parents and his siblings, not a partner or his children. That's a good distinction. Mm -hmm. And and like, what a great way to specifically offer him something like that, where he can say, oh yeah, that's right. I hadn't thought about that you wouldn't even know what I was talking about. So I asked him, I said, is this about your mom and dad and siblings? And he goes, yeah. <laughs> and I know, I know that you can that you get it. And I think the people who listen to our shows regularly get it. Mm -hmm. But I think a first person might go, or a first time listener might go, what's the big deal? 
Well, I also think there will be first-time listeners or long-term listeners who will go, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right? Who, who have created their own families, gotten married, had children, and yeah. then think, oh, yeah, I could actually say family and be referring to a different one. Yeah. And that we have, many of us have different families. Mm-hmm. Some of us have complete families and identities with them, with in-laws, and that are stronger yep. than our own parents or siblings, or it could be a community that they're more involved in and that their family is, I won't say strangers, I don't mean that, not blood-related. Yep. So anyway, I asked him that, and he goes, well, yeah. And the, I said to the spirit guides, it's going to be rough. <laughs> like. What else do you want to tell me? And they they said, well, you're going to have to give him validations first. His dad's dead. His mom's alive. And I'm thinking, okay, that is significant because he's in his mid to late 60s. And some people assume his parents are alive. Some people assume they're dead. Exactly. And some people would assume, well, of course they're dead. He's in his mid 60s. And yet... They could be 75. That's right. And... The guides also said he has a big family. Four. Did you say mid to late 60s? Yeah. Okay. I want to retract my statement. I'm not that bad at math. <laughs> oh, I just heard 60s. <laughs> yeah. And I did not make my coffee strong enough this morning. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You may need a second one with caffeine. Yeah. That'll be fun to watch you this afternoon. <laughs> um, so they, they showed me four plus four plus one. And I'm looking at that going, what the hell is this? Why are you showing me math equations? And they're going, well, we're not showing you just math equations. We're talking about the family. And I'm like, do you mean four girls, four boys plus him? Or do you mean like that his parents, you know, married a second time and they each came with four kids plus him? Mm -hmm. And I have to, you have to tell me which, like there's so many different scenarios just to showing me a math equation. Mm -hmm. But I like it because it's a puzzle. So I said, well, what is it, you guys? And they said, well, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> is this what's happening today? <laughs> I don't have time for this shit. I ain't got time for this. <laughs> and uh, the guides go, well, we need to have fun with you because you're not going to have any fun with him. <laughs> Great. And I'm like, okay, I can, I'm going to appreciate this then. So what's the four plus four plus one? And they said, well, you know, the one is him. That's correct. And I'm like, oh, noted, because that's going to help me then in any other session that they're making that as a reference point that will say, stay the same, consistent. And I said, so what are the other four plus four? Four girls, four boys plus him. And I'm like, oh, I really like that. That's awesome. So I asked him that and he goes, yeah, but doesn't he anything else? It's just like, I don't know what you're doing. He's just like, just listening. And it's like, okay, whatever. I, I don't know what this lady's about. And I said, well, I'm trying to get accuracy from the spirit world where it's just factual for you before I jump into the things that might not be as factual that you're going to want, or you might want to question, which is fine. Or you might want to deny because you have your own lens. Got less fun at that point, didn't it? (laughs) It sure did. (laughs) And that's going to tell everybody where this kind of goes. And he's just like, okay, 
And you can, like his tone of voice, for me, the energy of the synesthesia, even if it's, even though, you know, it's long distance, is so strong. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when I really feel just so much anger and I get a massive headache all around the front, like all around my eyes, and I don't get headaches. So this is like, ugh, because it's just like, oh, I just get headaches when I have clients and it's through the synesthesia. Mm-hmm. And thank God, because they only last for a couple of minutes and they're gone. So I said, oh, geez. I said, um, you get migraines and or, or headaches frontal? And he goes, yeah. He goes, like, what's happening? And I said, well, you have severe anger issues about this question. And he goes, yeah, I do. So I said, well, I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to ask the guides a bunch of stuff and I'll download it. And then I'll tell you everything that I get about this because you're not asking any questions. And then I'll check in with you. And I will ask you if this is helpful or if this is accurate or if it's of, um, if it's of any benefit to you. And he goes, yeah, okay, you try that. This is not how I wanted to start my morning. <laughs> Too bad. I'd like to mention to you for listeners, like Karen doesn't drink caffeine. No. And like, I'm finding it hard on caffeine. Oh, right. <laughs> right. So I said to the guides, can you download and tell me everything? And so very quickly, because he doesn't want to wait more than a few seconds. He's not interested in giving me 60 seconds. He wants it like in 10. And so the the guides literally give me this, and I don't know how to say this to people because I call it a downloading. It's just you wait for them to say you're done, and then you open your mouth and out comes everything. Don't really know how the spirit world would say that works other than if people like computers and technology, and they can actually imagine taking all information and storing it in one file or many files and then downloading it on your computer for you so you have access to it whenever you need it. I think that was well done. If you think about a a file needing to be downloaded and you see 100% complete and now you can click on it to open it, that's essentially... That's what we're doing. And that that's that's my best analogy for it. I think that most people can come to understand if they work or if they know anything about just being on a computer or a device. And I think most people listening to us do. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go with that. So then I said to him, you left home when you were really young. And I said, and you left home out of rage. And he goes, I did. And I said, and I'm being told that you've gone back like years, years and years ago sporadically, maybe once in maybe eight years or once in a decade. He has not been back frequently. And I said, each time you go back, and it's like when you first arrive, you're in a super good mood and you want everybody to think you're cool and you're fine. And then <laughs> everything goes sideways and your anger about everything is just, it's spewed everywhere. And he says, yeah. And I said, "Um, your anger goes right back to childhood because of the ways that you're basically treated by the medical community. Because six decades ago, they didn't know about ADHD. They didn't know about ADD. They didn't know about so many of these things, at least in your community. So somebody might say, yes, we did, but not in his community 
which I do think other people could understand and go, oh, God, yeah, I guess that's true. If he's not in a big city, if he's not, right? Mm -hmm. And so the school system and the therapists in his area and the medical doctors in his community have no idea. None. And so he's, I'll say he's mishandled in terms of put on medications that aren't good for him, that make him fatigued and dopey. And dopey meaning that he can't even stay awake. So the other kids make fun of him. The teacher gets angry with him, even though she knows he's medicated. So he struggles with school and can't do well, not because he's not smart, but because he's drugged. Does anybody care about that? No. Mm -hmm. So he's just terrified that he's always just getting 40s and 50s, and they're pushing him through a system. Not really able to figure out that if they took him off the drugs, he could actually do better on his own time frame. But because schools at that time don't create different time frames for success, he doesn't have an option. So he wants to quit school, and he knows his parents are never going to let him, so he takes off, he leaves, he runs away. He does end up contacting them and telling them, and they do end up helping him, um, but he doesn't return home. They understand he's not coming back, so they try to help him where he is with things like his rent, giving him food, helping him find a place to stay, a job with other people, because they realize they've got all these other kids to take care of. And he's kind of a lot, so he's still a lot, but now it's a lot and it's more manageable because it's over there. Mm-hmm. So I can send a check, I can call a couple of friends and get him a job. They do love him and care, but he doesn't see it that way. Even though they're doing the best they can, he's angry. And so he's angry at them. He's angry at the medical community, the psychiatric community, the educational community. But he's, he's angry at his siblings. He's just angry about everybody and everything now. And it has spilled into everything. So there's no way for him... Or he can't see a way, he can't create a way to actually still say, I've got eight brothers and sisters, how do I stay connected to them? He just thinks that he's lost them because he had to make a decision for himself, for his own mind. And that, that's just heartbreaking. And instead of feeling the heartbreak, he's more comfortable with being angry. So decades go by where even when he goes home and tries to reach out to these siblings and his parents, he can't because he can't get past the anger and doesn't try. So if somebody says, well, did he try? Did he go back to therapy? Well, my God, no, because that was part of the community that medicated him. It was the psychiatrist's that were the ones that said to the medical doctors, this is what he's going to be on. This is about the brain, and this is our area, not yours. So there's a lot of pain. And I said to him, is that all correct? And he goes, yeah, I'm mad. Um, and I said, well, you, he goes, but you can go on. And I'm understanding when he says things like, 
You can go on. I'm understanding that he's not an asshole client. I'm understanding that he's not mad at me. I'm understanding that he's not just trying to test me. I'm understanding that this is just tons of anger at every single human being on this planet because that's how big it is that he's that hurt. Mm-hmm. And that my job is to make sure I don't go into my ego and think he's ju- he's mad at me. My job is to make sure, oh, no, 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 there's tons of anger here. And my job is to help him heal that in any way that I can, whether it's the types of modalities in energy healing or if it's through the channeling or a combination of both or just being just being a good or no, not a good person, just being me. Just gonna say just being me, just having my own empathy. So I said to the guides, Oh, what else do you want to do? Like what what do I do here? Well, it's time for a little bit more facts. He 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 got married, he's been divorced, he's had other relationships, but not marriages. Um, and he's actually been single with no partners for a very long time. He's tried many religions. And I'm like, he's what? And they're like, I like he went in and he tried to find more structures. <laughs> yes, he's tried to find many religions and hated them all and thought they were all like the educational system he was in, um, the medical system. <laughs> like he just thinks systems are systems, mm-hmm. right? Government. It doesn't matter. He just thinks they're all the same. He's had kids, and he's got grandkids. And I said, oh, what kind of kids? And they go, one plus one. (laughs) I'm like, okay. I said, well, wait a minute. Now, I'm assuming that's a boy and a girl, you know, a son and a daughter. Grandchildren? So plus what? And they're like, oh, plus five. And I'm like, oh, so he's he's got grandchildren. Yes. And I said, boys and girls? five boys. And I'm like, okay. So I give him that information and he, and you hear just a little bit of a, yeah, but there's a, a total shift in voice. Mm-hmm. And I said to the guides, you know, I hear a shift in voice. And I, and I realized that there's also a shift in the energy there that he thinks he's done a good job parenting. Oh, no, 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 he doesn't. I'm like, oh. So I, I went into thinking instead of channeling. And they're like, you did. He doesn't think he's done a good job. He's, he people pleases his five kids and, or pardon me, his two children and his five grandchildren. He is in a rage and hates the family, meaning his siblings, his parents, like all this society as a whole, this whole planet. But he people pleases his kids. And I said, well, makes sense. He's isolated himself. And I said, and I'll bet you he's even angry at them deeper down because he people pleases them. So he hasn't even really been able to show up in his own family. His own kids don't know him because all he does is people please them. So he's not there for them either. And they're like, bingo, go girl. And I'm like, oh, okay. So then I explained that to him and I said, exactly that. I'm not going to repeat that. And he goes, oh. Oh, God, he's listening. Yeah, like you could just, but I, there's, he's listening, Kelly, but I swear to God, he wants to hang up on me. Yeah. Because, boy, isn't that just a moment of, I'm either going to stay here in this conversation and listen to it and open that door, 
or I'm, I'm going to hang up on her, or I'm going to make her go back into the other stuff. And he goes, okay, go on. That's it. But I'm really understanding when he says go on, that he's really trying to go, okay, I'm just going to not close doors. I'm, I'm, I made this phone call. Somebody told me about you. I'm just going to, I'm just going to listen to what my friend said and still listen and be open. That's what they told me. I'm just going to try this. And I can hear that. And I said, well, wait a minute, Kevin. I said, did you just say in your head that you're not going to close the door and that you're going to try? And I'm repeating everything word for word. And he goes, well, holy shit. He goes, I did just say that in my head. And I said, so a friend recommended you? And he goes, or recommended me? And he goes, yes. And told me to be open-minded and just to listen. And I said, oh, that's why you're not directing it. That's why you're not engaging. You're just trying to listen and you're recording it. Like you're literally just listening. He goes, yep. He goes, I was told to just listen and I would get what I need. He said, I'm so angry. And I said, well, you are partly because you you still believe some things about your childhood, about your family that aren't even true. And I, and he goes, well, give me a for instance. And I said, well, I said, for instance, you have some siblings that are so much younger than you, they didn't, they never knew you. And you didn't grow up with them. There's such a span of ages in your in your family that you don't know them, but you've lumped everything in together like you hate all therapists because one psychiatrist did something at one point six decades ago that has affected your life, but you won't go back and try another therapist. And I said, which I don't really understand because medical doctors did certain things as well, but you've had to go back, but he's had to go back because he's got medical issues that he was forced to go back. Mm -hmm. So he goes back to the medical community, but not willingly, but he does appreciate it because they actually do help him. So he's moved through some of his issues with the medical people because he's forced to, but he doesn't in therapy thinking another therapist could be better. Or, or, or just that they've learned different things, or there are new drugs. Like he just doesn't even give it a chance. And this is decades of not giving anything a chance. And I said, so you you haven't given a chance to to therapy. You haven't given a chance to your parents, or to understand that they were actually trying to do things that were best for you, and best for their other children, and what they could cope with. And I said, and you you lump all eight brothers and sisters into one pot that you just hate your family. Not that you even know them or that you would know anything about any of them to hate. And I said, is that correct? And he, you could see him squirm. And I mean, you could hear him squirm (laughs) Um, in that moment because it was like, this is the first time somebody's challenging him, but putting it out there in a statement of saying, is that correct? Not like a friend telling him that. Don't be a dick, Kevin. Or you know what I mean? Like where a friend's coming along and going, well, do you even know them? Well, 
Like he doesn't engage in those conversations. He just goes into anger and shuts it down. Instead of going into a process of thinking, yeah, I don't even know all of them. That's correct. I I don't know what I hate about this brother or this sister. I don't know who my mother or my father are anymore. That's correct. I don't know the entire story. Maybe I should ask them some questions. He's gone through decades of not talking or asking questions. And he goes, but I, but I have talked to some of my siblings. And I said, yes, but not about anything concrete or of real value. So you might go back, see some of their behavior and go bunch of assholes and just walk away because all you, all you want to see about them are things that will feed your belief that you can stay in the anger. So you won't say, oh, you know, my sister's going through a rough time with her son. Um, I, I, w- I wonder if I could support her. You might just look at something she says about her son and go, what a bitch. What an ass. Mm-hmm. And just go into, you would rather see the negative stuff and stay focused on it so it feeds your anger about the whole situation. Even though some of your siblings, you haven't been around more than an hour. Like, like at, at any one time, if you've even visited and gone home again, and then you don't go back for like eight years. So when you show up and you see them do one thing, you don't even understand it in its fullest context. And he goes, yeah, that's all true. And I said, how do you feel being told this by your spirit guides? He goes, um, stupid. And I'm like, oh, that wasn't the intention. The intention was not to shame you. He goes, oh, um, well, he goes, I mean stupid as in like dumb that I didn't think of these things. And I said, well, a, a good therapist could have done that. <laughs> like, and he goes, well, there are no good therapists. And I, he goes, they're all stupid. I, I've dated some of them and they're dumb. They're, they're, they're just as stupid as the rest of us. And I said, well, maybe don't date the therapist. <laughs> Maybe, you know, pick a male therapist if, you, if you're not attracted to men. I think we need to do better justice to what you just said here. I mean, if you're yeah. dating someone and they, you find out they're a therapist, okay, yeah. And if, and if you discover I don't want to date therapists in the future or people who are in that profession, that's fine. If you start with a therapist and you end up dating them, you are in fucking trouble. Yes. You are with an unethical therapist. Yeah, thank you for just breaking that into those pieces. And that's where the comment comes, maybe you shouldn't be dating them. They would be the therapist that doesn't have good boundaries. Mm. And and I want to say, too, that's not just true of their profession. There are corrupt police officers, as we know. There are drug-addicted doctors, as we know. There are lots. We are human. There are people going through their own struggles completely, regardless of what career they've chosen and how intellectual they might be. Right. So... The conversation comes about in that way. You just did it beautifully and jumped into it, and that's awesome. I thank you for that. But we did have that conversation, and I, much in the same way that you did, where he was given, I'll say, an opportunity to have other thoughts, and that was discussed with him, was the fact that he liked to create certain thoughts 
and I likened it to throwing a bowling ball into the gutter and always wanting to make sure that you have the same feelings of being in that gutter. So if I'm angry, then I only want to think or believe things that are going to go in the gutter where I can feel angry. So if it's going to make me angry to date my therapist or to hit on her and compromise her, then I'll, I'll behave that way. I'll take this south all the time. So he sabotages on purpose. So he might go home and have a conversation with his sister, but purposely sabotage it so that he can feel angry with her. So I said, you, you, they keep showing me this bowling alley and where you keep throwing the ball, no matter what's written on the ball, relationships, therapy, this sister, that sister, that brother, they're all the same ball because of the way that you behave, not who they are or what they're capable of or what their intelligence is or any of these things that they can offer you. You have the same desire for the same outcome, which is on your agenda is to hate them. And then you swing it so that you can go back and people please your own children and grandchildren where they idolize you. But in your, but in your family of origin, you have vilified yourself. You have thought that you are the bad son or the failure. You're not a failure, but you've, you've repeated that in your head over and over again. And so the bowling ball there is the same one in all these aspects of your life, except where you decide you're going to actually try to be a different person, but you don't try to be yourself. It's still another aspect that you just create. So you're not yourself with your family and you're not yourself with your children and your grandchildren. So you're not really present in life. And as far as I can see, that's why your friend said, you should call these ladies because they're actually going to connect you to your spirit and put that right on the table in front of you. And she just doesn't know how to bring up that conversation. And she wants to keep you as a friend. So she's smart enough to know, don't go there. Mm. This is the friend that referred. Yeah. Right. So the friend that referred is going, ah, I think this might help you. I ain't touching that. Mm. Isn't that a song? Don't touch that. Or I don't know. I just had this song play in my head. Can't touch this? Dun, 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 dun. Can't touch this. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So um, we had a moment, and I think that was the point, was the moment where the guys come through and describe all of this, and he's hearing it from a complete stranger that is not in medicine, is not in psychology, is not, is not, right? Not a family member, not a friend. Like, he's, he's tainted with his bowling ball all these different groups of people, and so I think his friend is thinking, this is an area that hasn't been tainted or he doesn't know where to, to put it. So maybe she'll be able to get through. It's, to me, it's kind of like trying to find the needle in the haystack, eh? And then there's that opportunity where his spirit guides really do deliver and really do present this to him. And he's able to sit there and decide, yeah. I, you know, maybe I like the analogy of the bowling ball. Maybe that is what I've done. Or 
I just don't want to go there. I don't want to think about it. I'm mad at my friend or I'm just going to dismiss it. And like, he's got so many choices here. And that's where the guide said, you know what? We're, we're going to go with that. There's lots more information and examples. Just check in and ask him how he's doing. And this is going to allow us, do we give the examples? Do we give him help? Do we give him tools? What is it that he wants? But right now he's going to be at a choice point and you've, he's created it for himself by phoning. And so I just said to him, where do you want to go with this? What do you want? And he goes, well, ask the guides. And I thought, okay, so maybe he's still being open to, to, I don't know. And he's being willing to admit he doesn't know, as opposed to in his past where he always knows, but it's always an unhealthy knowing. And now he's just willing to admit or even be open to the idea of maybe all my knowings have just been unhealthy and have created my own pain, my own relationships, my own responsibility in them. And what do I do with that now? So he goes, what do they want to tell me? And so I said to the guides, where are we going? Like, what do, you, what do you guys want to do? And they said, well, we would like to speak to him about help. And I said, okay, I'll ask. So I said, well, they'd like to move in a direction of healing, in a direction of do you want tools? So if you want them, he, we can move right in that direction of giving you the toolkit. And he goes, you know what? I think that's going to take another whole session. He says, so I'm going to say that I'm not taking that today, but that I'm willing to call back and book another hour with you and get a recorder and get myself organized so that I can I can actually listen to it. Is it okay if when I call you back, I don't even know what to ask again? And I said, yes, but I won't remember your session. And he goes, oh, shit. I said, no, you don't have to worry about that. I'm not a therapist. I don't have to have your history. Mm -hmm. Like They'll help you in so many other ways that I can't. I'm just going to listen to the spirit guides, and they're going to give you a toolkit. But it might be that a therapist is part of that toolkit. I'm not doing that. And I said, well, then maybe part of the toolkit can start with mindset and the fact that we have to just work on maybe that you just listen to a podcast or you you consider the option that maybe the mindset that you've had so far for six decades isn't healthy for you and that your body's been telling you that for six years. I said, you've got quite a few medical issues. And he goes, I sure do. And I said, and I'll bet you there are a lot of them are related metaphysically to anger issues. He goes, well, I wouldn't even know what that means but maybe we'll find that out in another session and we'll go through my body pain because I have a lot. And I said, um, and it's quite crippling. Like you'll have periods of time where you can't work for months. And he goes, that's correct. So I look forward to hearing from him because I think it's going to help him tremendously to hear how his six decades of playing with the same bowling ball in the same gutter has created his body pain and has created his need or his desire to people place to such an extreme because he has so much fear that these are the only people that I think love me, but they'll only love me if I people place them. Mm -hmm. I think those conversations are going to be um, kind for him. And I say kind because that's what he needs. 
opposite to, I'll say, the self-violence in his thinking about his family and all of these different groups of people in the community and how he's lumped them all together instead of trying to see individuals and what individuals could offer him. And the value of when somebody is in your life to hurt you, that it can be useful to wake you up. It can be useful to have you educate yourself so that you do make different decisions and set boundaries. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be a boundary of, um, I'm going to walk away from every single one of those options and instances. And if a single one of my children hurt me, I'll walk away from all of them too. And so he's in a corner now because he's sick and tired of people pleasing his kids, and he, he's, this is what's driving him to the conversation today mm-hmm. because they're the last group that he can participate in. So he thinks. <laughs> so he thinks. But that's become uncomfortable on a completely different level that he wasn't expecting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's got himself in a corner And I think I think I, I that I wanted to share this story because I do believe we can all put ourselves in these corners. Oh my gosh, yes. And some people might be listening to this podcast and go, "Wow, this was a hard one to listen to." I wanted to get up and walk away. I wanted to go clean the dishes while she was talking. I wanted to, I you know I I wanted to turn it off. I've tried to listen to it three times. I, I can understand how difficult this one will be to listen to especially for the people who are Kevin or if you have a Kevin in your life and you might be sitting there going, okay, come on, (laughs) tell me Kevin gets it because I got a Kevin on the couch or Kevin's my brother or Kevin's my mom or my sister. Mm -hmm. I don't have eight siblings, but, and so on and so on, because that might be their own experience. How does Kevin come out of this? How and, and better better question, Kelly, how do the spirit guides help him out of it? And and I think that's the true story of love here, is that the spirit guides are here to love him. Mm-hmm. And under like at the bottom of all of this is that he's chosen anger over love all the time. And now he's looking for his, you know, in his late sixties. He's he's waking up. This is an awakening. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a painful one, but it is one. And and I think this is a story worth talking about. And he has booked another appointment. Nice. So listeners are going to get this pretty pretty soon. Cool. I will not remember the name Kevin, so I'm going to have to write that on my desk, just so that we can reference back to this podcast for people that sure. this will be the part two. And that what the guides want to bring forward for him. Good. Yeah, I'm excited to. I'm excited to talk to him. I'm excited to hear um, what his soul wants him to know. And and I think some people might think, yeah, about them, what they do to him, or yeah, about the school system, or yeah, about, but also about like what his contract was and all of that, mm-hmm. and how it pushed him, or how he. He gravitated or chose extreme people-pleasing as the opposite of the extreme anger, which I think it can do for some people because you, you get isolated when you're in constant anger. People get sick of you. 
or you burn your bridges and you've know, you know you've burnt them. Mm-hmm. So when you're around those people, they might be nice to you, but they're not really trying to connect to you much because eh, you're all crotchety all the time. You're too prickly to come around to, 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 to try to attach to, even if they care enough and they do want to. Yeah. Good. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. I, I also wanted people to hear um, the benefit of more than one session. Because some people think calling is, is you go you get one shot at it, and I don't know why. Um, I, I, maybe if they call other people with these gifts or with some of these gifts, it's like a, a one off kind of call. Well, I I get that though. If you think mm-hmm. you're just calling a psychic and they're just telling you about future, because some people don't know psychic is past right. and present, then. They've yeah. got no reference to understand that the guides would provide you tools. Right. They just think they're going to tell you what's going to happen. Yeah. And it's that it's not about choice, that they're just psychically predicting something. Right. There's very different belief systems about who or what people are actually calling. And I'm sure a lot of people calling a psychic don't anticipate that it's involving spirit guides at all. Right. Yeah. That it just involves a person with the ability to see. Yeah. You're going to have this many kids. You're going to have this, this, and it's almost more, uh, I don't, factual. It's, yeah. Yeah. And instead of all of the context with everything. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's beautifully worded. And I don't think that many people, um, if you have um, a culturally skewed idea of what a psychic is, ever think that I'm calling to get a lesson from them. Right. I know. I mean, I yeah. remember I had a psychic approach me when I was 16 working my first job at Foot Locker. Right. And they literally just said what you said. You're going to have three children. You're going to do this. You're going to do that. And it was like, okay. Oh. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. To me, it's far more complicated than that because there are so many paths and options. That's my point, though. They don't yeah. know that. And, and they need to be explained. If you do this growth, these are your options. If you don't grow, this is what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I'll say that psychic never said to me, but you'll have options, but you'll have mm. a crossroads where you'll decide you don't want children. Mm. Right? Like that. Anyway. Yeah. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for preparing today's show. My pleasure. It, yeah. It'll, uh, this is going to come to part two pretty quickly. Cool. So if you have questions or comments about today's show, please feel free to email us at info at bysarlo.com. Thank you to all of our listeners and the people watching as well. Uh, No matter how you got here, we're glad that you're here and that you're interested in the content. Um, We just want to say thank you to all of our supporters again on Patreon uh, for continuing to support us financially through all of this. Um, And I mean COVID and life, (laughs) uh, both of those things uh, equally. We hope you have a beautiful weekend and we will have a brand new show out next Saturday. Mm-hmm.